Hey, welcome to the session. Uh, we had to push record because we're already just deep diving into this. I've got the privilege of having with me Dave Buring, and we really want to start this conversation around, but actually what Jesus commanded us to do, make disciples of all nations. So we're going to dive into that and what you do or how you do that in leading or influencing in your place of work. So Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Andy. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. So it's like, this is like, whoa, 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 don't say anymore because we want to capture this. Dave, uh, tell us about you. Like, what's, what's your story? You look way younger than you told me you are. And so, no, you're kind. how'd you get to be doing what you're doing? And uh, what happened when you were 21 that changed your life? Yeah. So, uh, roots are uh, Minnesota, had some time in California. Uh, graduated from high school, spent seven years in Kona, Hawaii as a missionary with Youth of the Mission, a tough place, right, to be called, but oh, somebody's yeah. got to be willing, you know, and so, um, so, and it was during that time, Andy, uh, I was 20 years old, I had the privilege of doing some traveling with YWAM's founder, Lauren Cunningham, and, and Lauren on a flight said to me, so Dave, what do you think your gifts are? And, you know, at 20, you're still kind of him hawing, figuring it out. So I told him best what I thought might be there. And he made this statement that has marked me for 41 years now. And he said this, Dave, it doesn't matter the size of the groups that you will lead or the audiences that you will teach. Because he saw leadership and teaching in there. And, and that was helpful. But here's, here was the thing that marked me. He said, the way that God will measure the fruitfulness of your life is not the size of those things, but have you invested to the third and fourth generation? Wow. And then he followed that up by quoting, Second Timothy 2, 2, which the way he explained it to me is he said, so Paul, first generation, Timothy, second, faithful ones, third, others, fourth. And to this day, no matter, and I'm not doing a lot of speaking and advising, but the only way I can measure fruitfulness because of that is, did I help pass the ways of God onto that person? Oh, man. Um, so this is going to take a lifetime to unpack. So tell me then how did that change you? So you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I thought I was going for some stage or what did you think you were going to be doing? And yeah, what, yes. how does it change the trajectory of your life? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I was accepted at the University of Minnesota, which has a great journalism school. And I was going to go into television broadcasting. Yeah. So I thought I'm, I'm the six month YWAM or doing his discipleship training school. And then I'm back to the U and and I remember the night uh, there in Kona that I relinquished the right to my future. And, and it was at that point that I got put on a, my outreach team, which I thought, you know, it's just going to be a two month outreach thing and turned into be the next six and a half years. So I, I was on an outreach team that went up to Kona Waina high school, which is the local Kona high school. And Jesus shows up, you know, they had two girls, both named Cindy that were part of the Christian club. And about six months later, we had about 60 kids Wow. who were hungry for Jesus. And, and that was the, what do I do with this, God? What do, how do we, and that's when disciple making began to kick in. And this conversation with Lauren would probably be about a, about a year and a half after those moments and maybe two years. And it was, it was at that time that I began to realize, Hey, I got to start discipling these guys. And so what I did and what I encouraged disciple makers is look, you don't have to have your master's degree. You're just a step or two ahead. So I was a step or two ahead on Here's what God's character looks like. Here's how you hear his voice. 
Here's what godly relationships look like. And that began the journey. So destroy for me the myth that disciple making is something that's associated with YWAMers. And if I'm a YWAMer, I'm going to do discipling. Or if I'm a, uh, maybe a youth pastor, but we, we've got hundreds of business people, totally. uh, either business owners with employees or people in the workplace. What's disciple making got to do with me and my vocation as a plumber or as a CEO or as a, uh, an author? Yeah. So for me, the, the journey I began to take on this was being influenced by um, what YWAM had us begin to pray for is the seven spheres of society. So we began to pray over these things and that began to impact me. And as a guy that was looking to go into media, that was eye opening. But, you know, over the years uh, and pouring into to people who are in our church, and then we jumped full time into doing this now about 15 years ago. Um, it's awesome to be able to walk alongside business people or governors or here in Nashville, of course, where I live, a great example is artists. So there's a there's a gal that some people may be familiar with by the name of Mandisa. So Mandisa's, you know, we, she was in our church when she went through American Idol. Now she's a Grammy Award. Well, she's got her own thing called uh, a group called her sisters, yeah. which are my granddaughters in the Lord, right? My third generation that she's pouring the things into them that I poured into her. I've got business guys uh, who now they, you know, when I said, you know, um, like one of my business friends came and said, like, what do I do, Dave? Like, I got to release two people on my team. I got a team of 14, top selling AT&T thing. But he said, we got to release them. So higher ups had said that. So he's, I said, well, you know, it's as a godly guy, you don't leave a pink slip on a desk and say out by noon. So we took Romans chapter 12, verse 10, outdo one another in showing honor. And we talked about how on the way out the door, you personally, he brought them in front of the team and said, I'm really sad to let you know these two guys got to go. But before we go, I want you guys right now to express gratitude to them. I want you to tell them how they've made a difference in your life. And then, of course, references, a little severance out. There, and these guys left go, this is a bummer, but I've never been treated like this in my life. I think that's where the truths of the kingdom of God can be expressed through our lives in the middle of the market. So are you telling me that disciple making is just simply making the ways of Jesus practical, whatever, whatever I'm doing. Yes. And, and I like to define the ways of God or the ways of Jesus as how God does stuff, how God does stuff. <laughs> right. That. It's like, it's like God's character is who he is. So it's like, we want people to reflect his justice and his mercy and his grace, but the ways of God is how God does stuff. And so like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll highlight things like, you know, fill in the blank here for me. I'll tell a group and say, okay, so if we're going to be great in the kingdom, we've got to become everybody shout servants. Right. You know, if we want to walk in wisdom, we got to walk in the fear of the Lord. If we want to see grace flowing mightily through our lives, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the, we need humility in our yeah. lives. And so, yeah, so, so here's the thing that's exciting for me, Andy, and I know this is your heart too, is it's not only discipling people personally, but it's discipling them vocationally through God's ways. So, so tell me more, like, like break it down to like, treat me as I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just introduced <laughs> to this guy that for the last 41 years, you were commissioned by Lauren Cunningham himself to like, go and do this. Like I've never met Lauren. I don't know that. And I know some YWAM people and they're phenomenal actually at this. They just do it. So, I think I'm just going to employ a YWAM person on my staff and they can do it. 
so that I'm yeah. from the obligation. I want you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, what, what, tell me, t- break it down for me, Dave. How yeah. how would I do this? Yeah. So you know, let me take a step back, Andy, and say, um, so it's an interesting world that we're living in because, um, and I won't tell you the whole story behind it, but but one of the things that we've discovered um, is that somewhere between eight and nine out of 10 senior pastors have never been discipled. Yeah. So when you talk with them about it, they kind of look at me like I got a third head, you know, like, what are you talking about? But they want to know and they want to grow and they know it's a commission of Jesus. And, and like our churches are swarming with the kinds of people that we're talking about, um, you know, business leaders and people in science and media and education and, and, and we're at this ripe time right now due to what we've walked through. Yeah. And this, this emerging generation of 20s and 30-somethings, you know, like, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, there was this big conversation of the difference between secular and sacred, yeah. right? And, and I was discipled enough to, to learn early on, that's not a biblical way to look at things, Correct. but you get stuck in that. And here's the cool thing. The 20s and 30s right now, Andy, they get that already. Like they, I look at them and they go, Hey, so Dave, I know there's a kingdom purpose for me here as I'm a scientist or as I'm an educator of junior hires or, but they go, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And, and it's getting them past salt and light. I mean, there's tons of stuff out there and we're supposed to be salt and light. No doubt about that, wherever God puts us. However, what we're talking about is finding other followers of Jesus. They may be in your workplace. They may not but they're in your vocation. How do you begin to disciple them in your vocation? And so it's ripe right now, Andy. And I just think um, it's a great opportunity that God's given us right now. Yeah. So we're going to jump into some of the, let's get started. Walk me through a little of a grid, but yep. come back a step. What's the most common reasons or excuses why people believe us? Love Jesus. You know, loving yep. service. What's the primary reasons why we don't make decisions yeah. in our vocations? Yeah. Work? So let me give you a let me give you a couple of them. That's a great question. And um, one is is time. Yeah. You know, is people often go, I just I don't have time to add something to my life. And that's when I whisper, you know, in the Greek when it says go therefore and make disciples, it means as you are going, living life, breathing, eating, make disciples. So it's meant to be baked into what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um Secondly, I think there's a, an assumption that this is only a role for pastors and those in full-time ministry. And the great commission was given to guys that were fishermen and tax collectors, you know? (laughs) And so it's like, it's, it's for all of us. It's not just for those who are passionate about this, you know, it's, it's for all of us. Um, I think oftentimes too, we feel like I'm not far enough long in the Lord and, you know, it's like, that may be true, but get someone who can be discipling you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I often find that the greatest, like one of the greatest hindrances in this thing is we disciple people. Like, like, let me just say it this way. I've got a pastor friend in Ohio who said, Dave, I've discipled a ton. And he has a lot of people, but he said, I realize I have failed in some of this. I said, what do you mean? And he said, I've made disciples, but I've not made disciple makers. Yeah. And Andy, that's where the breakdown is, is once someone's discipled, we kind of do hallelujah. That's awesome. But, but so my challenge is always, no, 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 you're not done till they start reproducing generations after their kind. 
you know, and it's not, they're not discipling people to be like them. They're discipling people to be like Jesus. And so that's another one. It's like, how in the world, you know, if they can check off the time thing and they can, you know, look at it through biblical lenses, they just go like, how am I? And then there's a dude named John Tolson, who's in his mid seventies, used to be the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys, used to, is doing men's ministry stuff. He pulled me aside in 2010 at a conference that I asked him to be a part of. And he said, he said, do you know the number reason, number one reason why Christians don't disciple when they know that they should? And so I'm waiting for like mother load of heavenly answer. And he said, it's totally practical. I said, well, what is it? He said, if they don't have a tool with their Bible that they've gone through with someone, they will always feel insecure in trying to disciple somebody. But if they've had a tool that they've used, then they can go, okay. So you're just saying to me, not, not like curriculum, but a, a resource that and so, yeah, so we have had tools then that we've equipped people in so that when they're done, it's like, okay, so are we ready to go? Yeah. And, and Andy, for me, it means I got to sow that seed in, like the, the tool that we use is about a one-year journey. And we made it something so that people can spend two hours a week, an hour on their own and an hour in a small group. Yeah. So we made it really doable for people. And, you know, and the reality is, with time, I just don't want that to be issue. So I, I often say, I need 184th of your time. And they look at me cockeyed, you know, and they, and I said, they said, what do you mean? I said, well, before I tell you what I mean, like, how much do you sleep? And they kind of do that. Oh, about a third or so. Well, how about work? Oh, fifth or so. I just need 184th. Well, what do you, I need two hours, an hour that you'll be delivered to take your Bible and this content, watch a little video, then jump into the content and an hour where you'll be in a small group where we just ask two questions. The two questions are, what did the Holy Spirit reveal to you? Yeah. And the second one is, how are you going to obey this in your life? And I have found that if you can walk with someone for a year where, where they're faithfully doing the stuff that God's showing them, it's transformation, right? It is. I mean, I'm loving this. I, I mean, I, just the most common reasons are saying time. And it's actually, it's as you go. I'm just thinking of someone who reached out to me this morning saying, Andy, can we catch up? Can we... And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, when would I put that into my day? Yeah. yeah and then totally. I'm realizing I don't have to. I go for a run and this guy's a runner. So I said, just uh, join me for a run. It's the yeah. it's like I can think smarter. I can yeah, I can listen it. to that audiobook as I'm running or as I'm doing yeah. the dishes. And it's the same here as actually yeah. this is do you stop for lunch? Well, do this over lunch. Do you eat breakfast? Do you go for a walk? You know, yeah. what, what if you did that with yeah. somebody else? It's community, yeah. it's totally. just as much. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a young guy in our church. His name is Nate. He's one of our young pastors. And um, I had to go speak at the youth of the mission base about an hour North of us. And so I said, Nate, you want to go with me? So we had the hour up and the hour back. And Nate is one of those guys that he's ready to defend his faith. He knows his body, you know, that kind of thing. And so he wanted to get into a theological discussion. I said, let's do that. But I said, can I just tell you where I come from on this? And he said, sure. So I said, Nate, the way I was discipled, I always start first with the character and ways of God. Yeah. And so when you, when you start getting into issues like, you know, is salvation really available to everybody? I, I said, so you, you've got verses you can quote at me, but let me just start with this to show you what I mean. So when you take God's character, do you really think from what you know of God that he would ever have somebody starting from a place where they never had a chance? And he just kind of looks at me and goes, oh my God, you know, it was kind of the moment for him to realize, 
like you got to start with God's character, who yeah. he is, yeah. not just verses that you can defend. And, and for me, that's a lot of it. It's, it's shaping people around God's character. So they look more like him in their attitudes, in the way that they work, the way they lead, the way they love their family. But it's also then helping them in God's ways, like how God does stuff so that you're reflecting that. And then in the way that we use language a lot in Lion Share, the organization I lead is discipling people around God's character, ways, and mission. Yeah. And so the mission is, you know, reaching the lost, discipling the found, you know, that kind of thing. So in your context, what does that look like to make disciples in your vocational world? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I was just listening to a podcast, actually. It's similar. Now, I'm not sure if you said this or someone else. And even the calling myself a Christian now in America in 2021 is just like, what's that mean? That's the group of haters, isn't it? So it's yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's so, it's been so trashed because yeah. it's fully represented. Now I'm a follower of Jesus. Well, that sounds really good. And that's biblical as well. But even that someone said, no, 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 you follow it in the sense that we think a follower. No, you're not just a follower. Like a, we followers become a Facebook follower. Yeah. I read if I read the feed. No, 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 no. Yeah. You become yeah. to embody. You're called to embody Christ. Yeah. And just that's yeah. what I'm hearing you say is like, okay. Yeah. Body Christ live out his name, his nature, his word, his ways. Let it become the yeah. fabric of your being in yeah. everything you do. Uh, and some loving this. So break it well, down. And, for and me. And oh yeah. Yeah, and Andy too. I think it's a, it's a, like it doesn't mean you do your "I love Jesus" T-shirt to work, you yeah, know. Exactly. And 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 like, and I can tell, just in our conversation, you're you're a really good relator to people, Andy. And this is one of the greatest fails, is is people haven't dis been discipled how to be a good relator, and and it and it causes not only, of course, in your family, but in the workplace. It's like. People are excellent at what they do, but they suck at relationships. Yep. And 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 so, like I, I, I often tell a story about a cardiologist friend of mine up in Ohio, and uh, he, he's like one of the smartest guys I know, which is a good thing if someone's opening your chest oh, yeah. and doing oh, heart yes. surgery, right? Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, but but in the mid '90s, I met John, and John, as we begin to grow in friendship, he said, "Dave, I'm really good at what I do." but I run over people. Like I'm so task oriented that I just run over people. I can't hear what they're saying, but, but you could tell he loves people, but he was, yeah. he was almost like a little kid. I don't know what to do. Like, how do I? And so we, we started talking about that and journeyed together over some time. And now like if you and I had a heart problem and, and we woke up this morning and John had done our heart surgery yesterday, he, instead of just going in, taking the file or the iPad and checking off that he checked on you, He'll pull up a stool, tell you what happened with the heart surgery, what he saw, but then he'll also check on your personal heart. How are you? How are you feeling after all this? And he'll have a conversation and he'll pray with them. Yeah. And that just discipling him in that area of being a good relator where he recognized he needed more of Jesus in that area has transformed his not only life, but his vocation. Yeah, I'm loving this. And I mean, there's literally you can disciple people without knowing that you're discipling them. And it, it's, there's that aspect. That's the yeah. discipleship component where it's going on right now in particular nations that are closed to the gospel, but are wide yes. open to business and they're being discipled yes. business in the ways of Jesus. Yes. I mean, so much happening there. Uh, there's, 
in hearing what you're saying, it sounds like there's discipleship moments. And I was speaking mm-hmm. to a client just the other day. He was traveling somewhere. So he said, Holy Spirit, who should I take with me? He takes an employee who's an atheist and it's a you know, few hours drive. Well, the employee was atheist on the way. And on the way back, they, the atheist is saying, hey, where could I find a church to go to? The, mm-hmm. the conversation. So there's disciple, mm-hmm. discipleship moments. But what yes. I'm hearing you is there's an intentional tool that you've got to actually train people how to make disciples. Yeah. Trains them in the yeah. ways of disciple making. Yeah. Talk to yeah. me more about those two in terms of, hey, I, I, I wanted to start this. I, I, like a bunch of business people is like the ready, aim, fire. They're like, fire, and then we're going to work out the rest. Let, don't, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Come on. You've told me enough, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Give me something. Like, what do I do? I want to start yeah, yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. So give me yeah, the and give I, me the quick answer and then and then the long answer in terms of how we could move forward. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like, so when when someone, you know, someone will often start with the question, like, who should I disciple? It's a right. great question. And so the way that I like to um, have people think about this is I ask them this question to ask themselves, in whose ears are your words big? Oh, so good. And because you know, it's like, there are just some people, you know, you, you talk to and it's like, whatever. And there's other people you talk to and it's like, they listen, they actually go do it and they come back for more. And, and one of the things that we have to recognize in that is when you have a relationship like that, that is the Holy spirit showing you, he's giving you favor in this person's life. And, and, and we can't blow that off. We can't obviously use it for selfish purpose. We have to realize, okay, God's giving me unique favor here. And, and so that's kind of a starting place for me. And then the next question, so let's just say someone who's listening to this is going, okay, just let's write those names down. So let's say you've jotted a dozen names down where, you know, your words tend to be big in that person's ears about anything. It doesn't have to just be about Jesus. It could be about business. It could, but they're a follower of Jesus. Okay. Then, then the second tier for me is I say, okay, you need to ask this question with, which whittles it down. And I, I use the acronym FAST just because it's easy for my mind to remember. Okay. Yep. But, but here's what that represents. The F stands for faithful. Yep. Are, are, is this a person that if I engage in that kind of relationship with them, they're going to be faithful versus flaky? Yep. You know? Because you don't need to be chasing people. And if yep. you have to pull someone into a discipleship group, guess what? You're going to be chasing them. Yep. You know. So, so A is available, which means they're actually putting it on their calendar. So good. They're making it a priority. All yeah. right. S is they tend to be a bit more servant hearted that you can tell they're going to be willing to not only apply it in their lives, but share some of these things with others. And the T is teachable. Like nobody likes to try to pour into this. I know that, you know? And so, so what that does is it takes your pool where your words are big in people's ears, narrows it down. Yeah. And then once I get to that point and I've prayed like Jesus did about this, then I'll go to those people and, and I won't say, you know, Hey, I want to disciple you unless that's language they're using. I'll just say, Hey, would you like to be in a group that really grows as a disciple of Jesus? And as I bring them together, a barbecue or whatever, we're just talking about it at this point, at some point, Andy, my, my go-to is I look them each in the eyes because they're all excited about, I want to be in. And so, for example, one group, this happened where we were going to meet like at 630 in the morning and it was 630. I should clarify 630 in the morning, their time, East Coast, 530 in the morning, my time. And I'm more of a morning guy, but it was like I I just said to them, "Okay, look, 
We're doing this on Zoom. You guys are all over the country. And here's the reality. I have mirrors in my home that I can look at if I need to fix my hair. I don't want to be the only one looking at myself on Zoom on the call. So here's what I do is I, I will look them each in the eye on Zoom or if they're in my home and I will ask this question. Are you willing to match my commitment? Because I will be there. Yeah. Super good. And, um, and, and then it causes, you know, their eyes to get a little wide and they know I'm serious. And, yeah. and, and I tell them, look, I'm, I'm kind of a three strikes and you're out guy, not a friendship and relationship and going to ball games and praying for you. But, but I, I tell them biblically, when you look at the story of Jesus leaving the 99, going after the one, that's more of a pastoral yeah. thing. I said, the disciple making story is Jesus and the rich young ruler. Yeah. He didn't lower the bar. Yeah. He didn't say, dude, you know, as he turns, lowers his head, walks away, sadness, just give half to the poor. We'll call it good. But see what we do, Andy, is we lower the bar on uh -huh. disciple making so low that we don't get mature people. We just yeah. get people that know some stuff when they want to show up. Yeah. And so, so I've actually had to do that with groups where I've, you know, I've had to go to them because they weren't there the first three times. And now, and the other five guys are going like, well, where are they? And, 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 and I'm saying, I'm not going to chase. I want to be committed to these five that are all in. Yeah. So I just very kindly, very graciously just said, look, Hey, I can tell this is a season of life, that this is probably not a good fit. But you told me you'd match my commitment. I'm not laying a heavy here, but you haven't been able to. So that says there's other things going on. And I want you to know, you're not going to be getting the texts and the emails about this anymore. But when you want to be in again, and you can match my commitment, let me know and you're in. Yeah. And it's my gracious way, because I'm not just going to keep chasing and I'm not going to keep letting these other five hungry guys down. Yeah, I love it. I, I mean, I, I, it just reminds me, Jesus said, follow me. And he kept walking. It's, yeah. I've I read a book, actually, that's really helped me. It's actually changed my mindset. And it's, it, it's a business book, actually, building a coach. It's called The Prosperous Coach. Mm. But it just talks a mindset around don't take someone out for lunch and have your Christian latte and your Christian salad with chicken that's been whatever, cooked twice and prayed over. <laughs> People don't need another friend they need someone to ask them the questions that no one else will ask yeah that's so exactly next right time, don't do that don't go out to lunch actually take them down to the dock to the tin mm. shed at the end of the dock with a mm. metal chair and the naked light bulb hovering, hovering mm. over the metal desk <laughs> and yeah. and let them know i'm not here to be your friend i'm here to help you grow mm. now, you and i know that there's a whole lot of love and and care that actually goes into that as well. I'm not just going to yes. truth you into growth. I'm going to love you. Into right. growth, but actually I'm going to love you enough to tell you the truth. Yeah. I'm going to love you enough to ask you the questions that no one else is going to ask. Yeah. That I personally, I mean, I told you the story of what's happened with me is I am yeah. amazed. It's what is happening as people are getting into these groups together and the mutual yeah. learning and growth in yeah. every aspect from family to business to spiritual yeah. walk, to hearing yeah. God. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this stuff really works. I know. I know. Right. And it's like, so, so in the back of the, um, near the end of this book that I put in something that's called disciple making math. Yeah. And it, and Andy, it was one of my ways just to show people like, look, this isn't airy fairy. This really works. And it's the images is such that it's like, okay, if you, if you had 50 people, that all kind of stacked hands and said, I'm in, we're in, I'm committed to not like Jesus 12, just two people. 
that you're committed to disciple for a year to the point that a year from now they can do for others what you're doing for them. Well, you do that for a year. You, you call them back, you call the 50K, come back and bring your two. You now have 150 people that you can set chart, do the same charge. Wow. Are you willing to go find two? Do you know, Andy, in 18 years, there's 19 billion. Job's 19 done. billion. The job is done. And, and someone always says, yeah, but not everybody's going to do it. So I go, if you even, if even half did, you reach the 9 billion, which is about the population 18 years from now. So it's, it's, and, and it's just meant to show people like, it's probably Andy. Yeah. Like me, you, you're in meetings, leadership meetings where we've got strategy going on three foot by two foot sticky pads all over the wall. But the thing that it's like, I don't like to use the word grieve because it sounds too, you know, whatever, but it saddens me when I look around and there's no disciple making. And I, and so I just like to throw this up there and say, what about this? You know? And because it's like, it's like we forget in the midst of all the other good strategies that are out there that this is still Jesus's way to change the world. Yeah. Um, I, I got a friend, a friend who has a friend <laughs> and uh, which I got lots of those actually that anyway, that's a separate story, but uh, the friend of the friend was talking, happened to know Billy Graham and mm. asked Billy before he died, if people don't realize Billy Graham is like the most famous Christian in America, evangelist, crusade, yeah. so many people led to Jesus. Wonderful, wonderful man of God. Yeah. And asked him, you know, if there's anything you would do differently, what would it be? And Billy Graham says to him, he would still do the crusades, but he would do it a little bit different. And one thing he would do is he'd get 12 men and he'd do life with them. Mm. And I'm just like, Wow. Okay, that's Billy. <laughs> Billy and Jesus, like they're hanging out together right now. Yeah. What if we hang on, hang on, hang on a moment? Jesus did that, didn't he? Yeah. And, yeah. And we've we've reduced this to the number of followers or the number of people that show up at our event oh. or the number of employees. And it's like, whoa! I actually, I what? What if I did this with my kids? What if I? What if I yeah. did this? I could do it with my. I could do this with anybody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's like the, the thinking process, Andy, that I'll use on it is I'll just say, think of these two worlds, your relational world and your vocational world. Yeah. And where, where do you have favor in there that you can begin? And yeah. like, like I had a, I'm having a ball. You can see, cause we're zooming, but in this burgundy chair behind me here, I, every other Tuesday afternoon, about three 30, I have an 18 year old young guy that comes in here. Um, he, we started in January. He was the all state quarterback for the state of Tennessee this Correct. fall as a high school or senior. He's just um, agreed to go to the Naval Academy. So he'll yeah. start, start attending there this fall. One day will probably be the quarterback there. And he came to me and he just said, Dave, like I go, I got to go in July and I need to know what it means to obey Jesus. I need what oh, to, wow. humility. Tell me about the fear. And like, I'm just, he's this young African-American wow. kid who's hungry. Wow. And I, I, I get bummed when I think of people that say things like, you know, I'm not called a disciple. I, I don't do that. And, and you got a guy like this that's just saying, come on, like, I, I can't bring it fast enough. Yeah. And, and there are young ones out there like that. And, and my challenge to people that are older are, look, hey, as you relinquish roles in your organizations, as you age, 
you got to translate that to Jesus is giving you more time to invest back in the, the 50s, 40s, 30s, 20s, and teens and have our golf, have our trips, be with our grandkids, all that for sure. But that kingdom call to make disciples goes till we breathe our last breath. Yeah, yeah. Never stop. So tell yeah. us about the book, Dave. This is a, a practical thing that people could grasp. There's content yeah. in there. Tell us what the book is. Show us a picture of it and tell us yeah. where we can get it. Yeah. So let me, let me back up and tell you too. So the discipleship tool that we were talking about our year long thing um, is called a discipleship journey. And we've used it for about 17 years now. It's being translated now into Nepalese because I was in Nepal not long ago, which they don't have a lot of discipleship stuff. So a discipleship journey, if they go to lionshare.org, that's where you can find this stuff. Um, And then the great, yep. And then the great opportunity making disciples of Jesus in every vocation. This just came out the end of last month. And, you know, you can get this at Lionshare. You can get it at uh, on Amazon. But I'm excited about it because it's one of those things that I've carried for many, many years. And to finally just put it in writing so that we can help people run this race faster. I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So I'm loving this. So how will we launch people from this? How would we, how would you light up, catalyze everyone who's listening and watching this to Get started. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And I mean, I think let's go back to what we were saying a few minutes ago to start with that question in whose ears are my words yeah. big yeah. and, and then allow the Holy spirit to help you kind of zero in on that. And it, it's, it's like, don't be, don't be afraid. Yeah. You know, it's like all that we're supposed to do is lead people where we've been. If you've yeah. not been there, you can't lead them there, but if you've been there and it's okay, it's like, I don't know if people thought about it this way, but I'm sure Andy, you've experienced like I have is that you actually grow further and faster when you're investing in people because they ask you stuff you don't know. Yeah. And so oftentimes I have to go time out. Don't know. We'll get back to that one next week. And guess what? Then I grow because I'll have to go to someone or I'll got to dig it out of the word or whatever. And then you come back and, and you've grown, they grow. Yeah. And so if you're one of those people that just says, look, I want to grow faster and further in the Lord, become a disciple maker. And you'll be shocked, not only in the transformation of the people you're pouring into, but your own growth. I love that. So start simply ask the question, whose ears are your voice big in? Yeah. And then break yeah. it down fast as faithful. They're available. They're servant hearted, they're teachable. And then invite them in, look them in the eyes and say, are you willing to make the same, match my commitment Yeah. and get started? Yeah. content yeah. There, go grab yep. a book and yep. send us the testimonies of what happens as a result. Dave, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks, Andy.